Good morning, and welcome to another episode of Exit Strategies Radio Show. I am your host, Corwin J. Millett, broker and owner of Exit Realty Low Country Group in beautiful North Charleston, South Carolina. If this is your first time listening to this show, you, sir or ma'am, are in for a treat because our mission here is very simple. That is to empower our community through financial literacy and real estate education. We're legacy building. That is what we do. So if you're out there making things happen with your family, for the generations yet to come, you know, our word teaches us to leave a legacy, to leave an inheritance for our children, our children, children, and so forth and so on. We want you to put a hashtag on that thing that says that you are legacy building because that is what you are doing. You can find us on Facebook, YouTube, Anchor FM. You can also find us on Instagram at our website, ExitStrategiesRadioShow.com. You can catch us in a number of different places on your favorite podcast applications. We appreciate you listening. Please share this content with your friends, your family, your coworkers, even those in your groups, your church groups, etc. Guys, because sometimes the message and the word that we are speaking here today is for you. Sometimes it is for someone else that you know. Again, we appreciate you listening. Let's get started. Good morning, good morning, good morning, guys. Welcome to another fabulous episode of Exit Strategies Radio Show. I'm your host. I am him. I am he, Colin J. Millett, broken owner of Exit Realty, Low Country Group in beautiful North Charleston, South Carolina. I'm working on that, y'all. See, I got got a cadence right there. You know what I mean? So, guys, look, I am super-duper excited. Anybody who follows me on social media knows our guest today. It is obligatory if we are in the same room building. If look here, if I know she's in the same town, I've got to go see her. I've got to get my obligatory hug and selfie for the book, guys, because that is what we do. I have none other than her. It is she. Ha <laughs> ha. Lee Brown with One Community Real Estate. Lee, how are you today? I am fantastic. I'm so honored to be on your program today. <laughs> Look, the honor is mine because you, ma'am, are like the, you're it. I mean, I'm talking guys. Look, hold on. So we hold on. You've written how many books? Three and the cookbook is number four. So four. Cookbook. Hold on. You said, you said cook. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have the cookbook yet, but we'll fix that. Don't worry about that. <laughs> So, Lee, if you don't mind for our, for our listeners, you know, we our, our show here, we're about financial literacy and real estate. And you are, you, I mean, you encompass, you know, everything real estate. You are energetic. You're, you're, you're passionate about what realtors do. Um, you're a, a speaker, world-renowned speaker. I mean, you travel all over the world speaking to real estate groups, conferences, and all those things. And today, um, we're so honored to have, have you here on, on our show to talk about your commitment to our industry and and what you believe the realtors should be doing. But if you don't mind, tell our listeners a little bit about you. Well, let's see. I'll keep it short, but I'm practically a neighbor because if you come up 26 to 77, I'm right here in the Charlotte, North Carolina area in Concord. I am a North Carolina and a South Carolina realtor because if you're going to have a license in both states, you better be engaged with the trade association in both states. And so I am. I've been in real estate for 22 years. 
My dad is a retired realtor. So full disclosure, if you do your money correctly, you too could retire and not have to do real estate when you're 95. And that's a whole different discussion. And my granddaddy was a home builder, but not of big swanky mansions. He built your North Carolina brick ranch, that 1188 square feet, three bedroom, one and a half bath ranch for regular working people. So that's where I come from in the real estate space. And since I got into real estate, of course, like everybody else, my early goals were all about signs and yards and selling houses. Mm -hmm. Then when the recession hit, I was even more about selling houses because mm -hmm. holy smokes, it was the scariest time to be in real estate. But that's also when I got introduced to the breadth of what real estate means in the mm -hmm. world and what realtors do when they're paying attention, which is mm -hmm. ensure that every neighbor in every zip code has a fair shot at mm -hmm. creating their own pathway to the American dream. And so I started volunteering, which led me into a speaking and instructing space. And then I figured out, well, that's where my talents actually lie. So the bulk of my time now is spent in helping realtors build their businesses by better explaining to their neighbors who a realtor is and what a realtor actually does, because we are the American dream, whether it's on the entrepreneur side, because anybody can make it in real estate if they've got hustle and work discipline and a desire to do it. And then anybody should be able to buy a house if they've got that realtor to say, it might take us three years, but we can. We have to protect and preserve both sides of that. So that's where my passion is. It's where my energy comes in. And my energy also comes because volunteering and instructing has led me to friends like you all over the country and all over the world who can fill each other up and share strategies so that we can make real estate better for practitioners and for our neighbors. Ah, I love it. Look, so your energy. Oh my God. So look, for our listeners, and some of my agents have heard have heard this story. I remember the very first time that I saw you speak. It was at NAR Mid-Year Conference, DC. You walked into the front of that room and you stood up there at the front of that room. And in your southern drawl, you said to them folks in that room, including me, y'all like to do real estate missionary style. Mm -hmm. I fell out. <laughs> hey, look, you, know, you can't get people to laugh. They don't hear you. And, you know, I'm married. And there's no reason to talk about this stuff. <laughs> so, so I was cracking up. And from that moment on, I have been a fan of you. You know, you, you just, you explain, you articulated you know, the, the story of the realtor in such a profound and defined way. You know, every time I hear you speak, I mean, you just spoke at the SCR Women's Conference. And, and today's show, guys, if you're listening, today's show, if you're thinking about the business, you're thinking about getting into the real estate business, people like Lee Brown are who you need to know, who you need to follow, who you need to be in line with, because they get the mission. They get what realtors do. We Everybody thinks we just sell houses. No. We impact our communities. That's what we do. So you are out here on the front line doing that. So you said something excuse me, a few weeks ago at the women's conference that um, that resonated with me. You spoke about being a mile wide, inch deep, or an inch deep, or inch wide and a mile deep. If you don't mind, take us down the road with that a little bit. All right. So first of all, I will lay out that this applies to your faith life as well. So just go on and draw Ooh. your parallel because it's absolutely true that we're trying to be all things to all people in real estate. And it's 
natural when you're new and you're trying to get paid and you're trying to figure it out that you will go anywhere and do anything for anybody because you haven't figured out what your skills and talents are. But that's when you get burned out, you get exhausted, you put your clients at risk because look, if you're in North Charleston and you try to sell a house in Florence, you have a South Carolina license. You might even be from Florence and went to high school there. But if you don't go to the city council meetings, you don't know what crazy shenanigans they have cooked up that the local realtors know about. And so you are trying to do what you're legally allowed to do, but you wind up doing yourself and your clients a disservice. And then when you start figuring out that the strength of a real estate business is an inch wide and a mile deep, well, what's a mile deep? Well, that's the realtor who knows what's happening with city council, county commission. They know what's happening with Mm -hmm. state level laws and federal laws. They understand what's happening with the DOT, with the water and sewer facilities. They know what's happening with schools. They know what's happening with jobs coming and jobs going. They know what's happening with everything in that space because they know that all of those things wrap up into property values and property values are on paper to a tax politician. That's just dollars to them. But to our neighbors, all of those things impact their long-term financial stability, whether they're in a single wide trailer out in the sticks or in a really nice row house that's got every tricked out gadget in it. It means something different to the owner than it does to anybody else. And that's what a local focused realtor figures out. And that means you grow into this space where you can say, I love you, my sweet cousin, but you live in Florence. Let me find you a wildly professional realtor that like Keon Aldrich, our incoming Mm -hmm. president for South Carolina Realtors. Well, she's two years away, but Keon can help you because she knows Florence. I'm in North Charleston. I've got you here because these are my zip codes. And you're going to see my face at school Mm -hmm. board meetings and you're going to see my face at county commission because I want to be where the decisions are being made. And that's where a lot of realtors, they get sideways, Corwin, and we see this. They're Mm -hmm. so anxious to get a sign in the yard that they stop paying attention to all the details that they won't be impacted by five years from now, but their clients will. Mm -hmm. And that's where we have to stop thinking about the transactional side of the business. And and understand, y'all, I know you have to get paid. I get that. But if you have to get paid to the exclusion of somebody else's long-term benefits, Mm -hmm. you got to slow it down. And it's no different. I've mentioned it's the parallel to your faith life. You think about how many people go to church on Sunday and they share a scripture during the week and they say, Shazam, I'm a Christian. But if you're not in the word, learning it, reading the words, parsing it apart and seeing exactly what the message is, then you don't get the chance to grow and then go scale it out and do big things. And actually, I'll tell you this. I love that you put me on a gospel channel. because <laughs> So y'all need to go read Luke 13 again. I love that chapter. And I've been living in it for the last two weeks because the Lord won't let me off that chapter. Mm-hmm. And there's a half of a parable there. And we know Jesus told in stories, which is also what's what really smart realtors do. They tell in stories. They help mm-hmm. people see their life in a house. They help the home seller tell their story so they can then convey it to a buyer and make the community stronger. So in that parable, there's a landowner who planted a fig tree and the fig tree doesn't produce nothing for three years. And he says to the caretaker, pull it up. It's wasting the land. And the caretaker says, just hold on, give it another year. Let's Mm -hmm. put some manure on it and it might bear fruit. And the parable stops. So we don't know if the fig tree gave fruit or wind up getting pulled up. But we do know that what was being asked for was patience. And as a realtor, you want to think about how critical your patience is in this market. I get it. This market is really painful for our buyers. They keep losing. 
They've lost hope. Prices are up. Interest rates are up. Oh my gosh, what do I do? A mm -hmm. smart worker says, hang on, let's fertilize it. Let's look at what our options are. Let's look at down payment assistance. Let's look mm -hmm. at different loan options. Let's look out five miles. Let's figure out a plan instead of rushing to say, forget it. I just rent forever. This is pointless for you. You don't get to do that. And the same thing in your business when you're exhausted and it looks like you've done all the right things, but nothing's happening. You got to give it another minute. And that is the secret to long-term real estate success is give it another minute. Send out one more postcard, make one more phone call, call one more county commissioner and say, I don't know if y'all thought about this and the way that I see it. So may I share with you my viewpoint as a realtor? You notice what I said there. It's not calling, screaming at them and being ugly. That doesn't solve anything. It's I want you to hear where I am so that you can consider that. So realtors cooperate. So I'm going to take you back to where you, where you started at with the book of Luke. This entire thing is a faith walk. So the, the parable, the story doesn't need to be finished because through faith, it's already done. So all this stuff that we always, you know, gripe, complain about what have you, all that stuff, you know, you know, again, it's a challenging market. Don't get me wrong, but life is challenging. You know, your faith walk is challenging. And in turn, you you ain't yet give up on life. So why are you yet giving up on on this, this part of your life? Why why is it as agents and, and realtors, or I, I say agents and realtors, but that's a broad term, but agents and realtors, why are we giving up on our clients and, and their ability to to purchase and purchasers and why are you giving up on your hope and your dream? You know, and let's remember something else too. When realtors stop making phone calls, when they give up and say, what's the point? They're not letting their neighbors know that they can help them. And so that neighbor may not know that there is a resource out there. And so then they give up on home ownership. I mean, Corwin, you're seeing it like I am. There are so many people, especially now that we're medium aged, we can say the young people, the young people seem to be given up on owning a house because they are reading what they saw on social media. They listen to the mainstream news and that tells them, oh, housing market's high and things are so expensive and nobody can. And woe is me. Well, you know, in North and South Carolina, we do have affordable options if you've got a realtor that's willing to go hunt for them. Now, we're not in the Bay Area. Bless them. I mean, I don't want to live there either, but there are options and you have to stop looking at what you can't do and figure out what you can mm -hmm. and making the phone call might be the lifeline that your neighbor needed to have a chance at the American dream. Mm -hmm. I mean, we got to think about all these things differently. It's the same reason we have to talk about scriptures and we talk about our belief so that somebody in the periphery can hear about it and say, I might need to hear this because I'm seeking that too. It's no different than for real estate. That's interesting. You know, when you go to the mountains, and I don't go often, that is not my necessarily my scene. I'm more of a flatland and beach kind of dude. But when you go to <laughs> when you go to the mountain, when you go to the mountains, typically it's not one mountain, there's several. And you climb the one that you can climb. You know, you don't try to go to the to the to the largest mountain, the the greatest thing, if you will, to overcome. But that's oftentimes why people approach everything they do. They always want to go, you know, and, and do the most difficult thing. Do the thing that you can do. Okay, look, let me get this hill right here. Let me get this small mountain and I'm going to work myself up to that. And, you know, I tell people, you know, I do a lot of home buyer education stuff. And I, I use this analogy. We have one of our malls here, Northwoods Mall. Um, we have a two-story JCPenney's. And I talk about the escalator because, you know, most times people look and, and just naturally when we look at escalator, we have 
see a step and we'll just see it go up. And I say most people don't take off running and see if they can jump on that step. They get to the escalator. They wait for the step that's coming up, get on it and ride it all the way up. See, that's a word right there. See, see, see. Oh, that's yeah, good. That's a word. Because that, but that's how we approach. That's how people expect. Okay, well, look, that housing price or that house today is when you're when you're 15 or feet, 15 or feet away from the escalator, that step that came up is the house that you want. Now, unless you hustle up and get there before it gets too far, you're going to miss it, which means you got to get on for the next house and then work your way up. Same thing with realtors and their business and all that stuff. We have to use the escalator approach, if you will, in order to, to see the increase that we're after. Does that make sense? I freaking love that analogy. <laughs> it's so perfect. But it also, you have to remember, too, that Every one of those steps matters. And if you think that you should stand there and wait for the perfect one, you're never going anywhere. And I point this out to realtors, too, because I I pointed out trailer houses because in my life, we have had four times in my family, trailer houses are nothing to sneeze at. That's the original Mm -hmm. affordable housing. And Mm -hmm. the number of realtors that will turn their nose up at it and say, I don't don't do those things. Mm -hmm. I don't Nice. No, no, mm-hmm. that might be the perfect step on the escalator for somebody. Your job is to help them get on the step. If that's the step they want, don't judge them because by the time they get to the top, they might be ready to go buy another one or to buy mom and daddy a house or to mm-hmm. do something different. And if you weren't holding their hand at the first step, well, now you're at the bottom and they're at the top and you know we're close to them. Mm-hmm. You know, my, I have a cousin. Escalator analogy all day. <laughs> so, my cousin has, you know, he he goes out. He's from New York, so he he laughs. It's funny as all get out when he says it to me. But he goes out every day and he plays a dollar in the grave. Like I'm taking a dollar, my lottery, my lottery, whatever. And I'm going to the store buying my ticket. He calls it dollar in the dream. That's every day, right? But we never know that person. <laughs> that person might that day they may pick up, go pull a scratch off. They may go to the store, do whatever. And however, it was, you do not play, you cannot win. I know. <laughs> but they may change their life in that moment. And if we're community based, if we're folk, you know, so I'm, I'm gonna tell, I'm gonna, I'm gonna share this with you. So I have a lot of church clergy, you know, pastors and stuff as clients, nonprofits, etc. So I'm, I'm with one yesterday, closing a transaction, right? And. You know, th- there was something that we were trying to, there was a last minute item we we're trying to get through and right. we're at the closing table. So we're working through it. Long short. I asked, I said, well, look, what do you want? The seller said this. What do you want? And they wanted to do something, but they wanted to do, they, they were here and the seller was over here. I'm like, well, there's a gap there. And I said, what do you want? If you want, you know, what, what it is that, that they're offering you. In general, forget the price. If you want it, then I need to know that. That's number one. So she said, well, yeah, I do want it. I said, okay, well, good. I said, I'll tell you what, I'm going to bridge the gap. And she looked at me and said, wait a minute. Why are you doing that? What's in it for you? Why, why are you doing that? And I said to her, this thing here is always bigger than me. This is about you. You want this. So, okay, I'll tell you what, I'm going to bridge this gap. One, because I care about you. You're my client. Number two. Look here, God charged me to serve people. I, you look here, charged you as well. Look here, you was in line before me. So he charged you and eventually got down the line to me, hey, serve people. So that means that, okay, look, we got to figure out how we can serve and how we can help them. 
it's not always about what's in it for us. It's about making sure that the person is good because the greater reward is in that service. And she will never forget that because she saw that you cared more about her than about anything else. And you talk about what the world is missing right now, Corwin. We don't <laughs> show each other very well that we care and mm -hmm. that we'll go all in to learn about somebody else's needs and put them first. And it's what my dad told me on day one in real estate and told me every day until he retired. And for the record, y'all, he's not dead. He's just retired. I use past tense because he's not active in the business. He said, if you do people right, the money will find you. Yeah. He's never been wrong on that. It's the people who wind up becoming slaves to the money that start cutting corners on ethics mm -hmm. and start mm -hmm. maybe hiding a material fact or forgetting to ask a question because they desperately need the money. But money, she's a mean, mean mistress. She will go mm -hmm. jump in somebody else's pocket so fast and you won't even know she's gone. You have to have your focus on that servant leadership at the front. And and think about what she can tell everybody in her ladies group at church. She's like, y'all not going to believe what Corbin did because she will. And that's organically what we do when somebody really notices us and goes all in for it. Yeah. And, you know, that's that's one of the things that you may mention that that is missing. I mean, you know, social media, <laughs> media in general, TV, everything has significantly skewed the view of the true realtor. You know, there, there's a difference between a practitioner agent and, you know, a realtor, but has skewed the realtor. The realtor is is doing things for people that they don't even know needed to be done. Yeah, realtors are not what you see on Selling Sunset and Million Dollar Agent <laughs> and that buffoon Phil Dunphy on Modern Family. Because I will say it did make me mad when that was the national ad campaign was built around freaking Phil Dunphy from Modern Family. Because first of all, he was just kind of a doofus. And he's talking about how all realtors know the model of a window so you can shimmy in the house. So like, I've never shimmied through a window and I wouldn't. And ooh, and that's not who we are. And then you'd watch him go run around and it just, it wasn't professional. It wasn't showing all of those, those details that realtors, I mean, they cry with their clients, Corwin. I know that your agents come to you like mine do and they're, they're heartbroken when something doesn't go right. Mm -hmm. And it's got nothing to do with anything. It's like, I need, I need her to win. Like, I know, baby, I know. And I want to fix this too, but that's what the, it, it will never show up on TV because that's not mm -hmm. sexy and it's not shocking and it doesn't make anybody Go tweet about it. It is day to day life, which we used to live that pretty well before we had the interwebs and it turned us into little nasty keyboard warriors. We did yeah. a good job back then carrying casseroles to people and showing we cared. So that's what we should go back to is a nine by 13 life. That's what I'm, that's what I'm going to write about. The hold, on, that, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. See, you clicked and wrote. So hold on. I, I, I got to get this one. You said nine by 13. The nine by 13 life. You know what the nine by 13 is, right? All right, look here. Hold on. Elaborate, please. That is the size of a casserole dish that is your ticket to the Baptist church. Because if you don't have a 9 by 13, how are you going to make a green bean casserole, a chicken tetrazzini, or a baked spaghetti? That Everybody's got one in the kitchen. And if you don't, then I need to introduce you to Jesus and to the church and to cooking the way we used to cook, which was think about what used to happen, right? Somebody had a baby, you fed them. They had a death in the family, you fed them. Something changed in their life, you fed them. But it wasn't even just the food. It was the care that went into the preparation and we took it to the house. And that's what realtors do every day. They notice when life changes 
And then they say, what, what can I do? And you actually see it with disaster relief, like the Realtor yeah. Relief Foundation. Mm-hmm. Look at how poor old Conway. I mean, they just go underwater at any given chance. And here's the National Guard coming in to put in some sandbags and stand around and say, well, here we are in Conway again. Yeah. And the realtors come in and say, let me give you a little bit of money so you can find somewhere to go while we dry your house out. Mm-hmm. Because realtors just want to swoop in and help. And you don't even see all of that on these mm-hmm. little poisonous devices because it doesn't get people fired up to where they want to leave a thousand comments and make a bunch of little likes and faces. That's that's true. So let me touch on this and, and we don't want to go too far into the weeds on it, but our pack. That is, you know, realtor dollars at work in our community, you know, in order to help, you know, quote unquote, create the picture that we have of quote unquote the American dream. Can you elaborate a little bit on that? Well, first of all, when we say RPAC, the normal person doesn't know what that means. So then I get to say it's political advocacy. And then the normal person says, oh, God, no, not politics. Ah, because politics has turned into such a nasty blood sport. But mm-hmm. the way workers play it, we don't go for blood. We're working on those topics that are so boring and so not sexy that mm-hmm. nobody else is really speaking up on them. But they impact every neighbor. And so you think about it, look how Charleston has just like I'll pick on Conway because we all know they go underwater. Right. But you've had problems in Charleston, too, with flooding and flood insurance is a federal government program, although there are some private programs elsewhere. They're wildly expensive. And so why should we be subsidizing that? Well, we already have a shortage of housing. Let's not run people off based on where FEMA drew map. And the realtors are the ones that say, hey, FEMA, let us help you with the mapping. Let us help you with this because we have to make sure there are opportunities to protect people in their housing. You can't campaign on that. You're never going to see an elected official run around and say, I say flood insurance. They're mm-hmm. going to the, the hot talking points. But the realtors say we know this matters. Look at property tax rates. We know as realtors that when the property tax rate goes up, it's nothing to the top income bracket in our communities. And it's everything to our senior citizens on the fixed income, our workforce housing, who are watching everything skyrocket at the grocery store and the gas pump. And they're thinking, I can't handle any more pressures. And the realtors say, you know what? The county has enough money. Let's fight that increase because we need to make sure we're protecting our neighbors. Uh That's our kind of advocacy. And you think about it, fair housing. Nobody else wants to talk about fair housing, but really all it is is making sure that every neighbor in every zip code has a shot. And the mm-hmm. real people say everybody has a right to a house because that's craziness. We do say everybody has the right to the information so they can make the choice to go down that road. And that's what we're fighting for. Nobody else wants to do it because that doesn't get people inflamed and excited like all of the other things that are being used to divide us. And mm-hmm. the cool thing about what we do politically it doesn't matter if you're an R or a D because we really don't care. We care mm-hmm. about how you're playing on entrepreneur issues, how you're playing on property rights issues. And then uniquely in the country, we choose to work together and we say, you know what? We might not agree on these other issues, mm-hmm. but we're going to put that aside because mm-hmm. we have a job to do to make sure that every neighbor in every zip code has a shot. And that's what we're fighting for. And so that's why I love our pack. Mm-hmm. It gives us a chance to get things done. And in speaking of getting things done, you know, I have to give a shout to my good friend, Tim Scott, Senator from South Carolina, from Charleston. I've known yep. Tim for a long time. He is a good man of God. I love yep. him. Mm-hmm. And Tim has been a voice for real estate. 
in ways that have changed communities across the country. And the specific way is what we call opportunity zones. It was Tim's idea because what you have to know is that prior to the opportunity zones, there were census tracts in this country where there was nothing happening, no jobs, no retail, no new housing. They were where capital didn't go because money follows money. So Tim created this idea and said, if we get money to flow into these areas and bring jobs and bring housing and then put a hook on it that says you have to stay put, you can't Mm -hmm. just eagle and swoop in Mm -hmm. and go, it will help. And he went to the map for that particular plan. And Mm -hmm. the president at the time was President Trump. He didn't really like it. And then Tim kept going. He just didn't quit. And finally, he got the administration to see it his way. Mm-hmm. And it went through and already we're five years into it. It is changing economic futures yep. for people who had been forgotten because they were just economically behind the eight ball. So we support guys like Tim because he's willing to do hard work that is never going to get him on the TV stations. It's mm-hmm. not something you'll see in his campaign ads, but mm-hmm. realtors, we know who has our back and we know who has the back of every neighbor in every zip code even when it doesn't get them any TV time. You know, again, it's not about what the hot button issue is, not the thing that keeps people, quote unquote, in the news feed or what have you. It's those underlying fundamental movements, because that's what this thing here, it's a movement, this underlying movement that's going on in order to make our community stronger, to make our communities better. When you give someone an opportunity to have a job, you are empowering them. And by empowering them, you will change not only them, but you will change their children, their family, their children, whoever it is, their entire community. It starts organically. We always want to drop in and think we can just drop whatever it is and make a big impact in the pond. But sometimes the smallest stone creates the largest ripple. That's a word right there. That'll preach. I think some of you to take that and run with it because that'll preach. Lee, Lee, thank you so much. Look, we went through our time today just having what I knew we would have, which is a great conversation. I love you. I love your energy. I love who you are. I love what you do in your community. I love Lee. Lee runs, y'all. For y'all that don't know, Lee likes to run. Now, I don't run, so that's the part I don't love. <laughs> but Lee, you, running, it, you, you will not forget the experience. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's priceless. But thank you so much for taking time to be um, on our show today. You know, it's an honor for me to to spend this time with you. And it's always a pleasure. That's for sure. Thank you for your words of encouragement for anyone who's listening, who's thinking about getting into the real estate business. Lee, if you don't mind, drop your contact information where people can find you, follow you and all that good stuff. Well, I am LeeBrown.com and I'm either Lee Brown or Lee Thomas Brown on all the social networks, but I use pretty much the same headshots. So if you find one, you found them all. And Corwin, thank you for what you're doing in your community. I love you. And I will tell you, y'all, this is why you got to stay engaged with real estate beyond the sign in your yard, because you get to build real relationships with other realtors that are doing great things. And I'm just going to say one last thing. If you've ever thought about getting into real estate, Yes, it's hard. Yes, it's worth it. And yes, you're going to have to work. As long as you have the right environment, this might be where you can go be a servant leader too. So don't give up on a profession because you heard it was hard. That should make you want to dial in and go be a productive member of somebody else's future. 
So thank you for what you're doing. And I can't wait to see you in a couple of weeks. Awesome. All right, guys, it's been a great show. Thank you again, Lee, for what you do and for being here with us today. For our listeners, guys, please make sure that if you miss any of this information today, make sure that you guys go to our website, ExitStrategiesRadioShow.com. Make sure you check us out there. Download us on your favorite podcast app. Find us on YouTube. Our YouTube channel is up, and y'all will get to see Lee. And in turn, guys, we're going to make this thing here rock. Again, we appreciate you. You know what we always say, guys. You know what we always say, and we say it because we mean it. We love you. We love you. We love you. And we're going to see you guys out there in the street. Guys, that was a great show today. And we thank you so much for taking the time to listen to Exit Strategies Radio Show. My name is Corwin J. Millett. Yes, that is me. And I thank you from the bottom of my heart for tuning in for today's episode. Exit Strategies is my baby. It is how I give back to our community. It is how I foster goodwill spread good news, and trustfully help you get great results. Guys, as I always say to you, as I always say to you, I love you, I love you, I love you. And we're going to see you guys out there in the streets.